KTSA Newsflash. The fate of Texas's new abortion law lays in the hands of the Supreme Court. Mark Herron, an attorney for a coalition of abortion providers, expects the ruling to come quickly. The court obviously has treated this case with extreme expedition in the last 10 days. This is the quickest that the court has had briefing and argument in a case since Bush versus Gore. Attorneys for Texas defended the law this week, saying that neither abortion providers nor the Department of Justice have the legal authority to sue the state. That's because state officials are not involved in the enforcement. It's up to private citizens to file suit if they feel the fetal heartbeat rule is being broken. Correspondent Rachel Scott says the justices are signaling a surprising hesitancy with the bill despite an earlier vote to uphold it. Protesters rallied outside the Supreme Court inside for the first time. A majority of justices signaled they are not comfortable with the new Texas law. The justices zeroing in on the unusual way it's enforced. It does not rely on police or state officials. Instead, it empowers private citizens to sue anyone who helps a woman get an unlawful abortion, from the doctors who perform them to Uber drivers who take a woman to the clinic. Governor Greg Abbott wants the Texas Association of School Boards to look into the content of books used in the state's public schools. Abbott wrote a letter Monday to the group's executive director, Dan Troxell, asking for the association to check out reports of pornography and other inappropriate content that are upsetting Texas parents. The organization is reported puzzled by the governor's request since it has no regulatory authority over school districts and does not set the standards for instructional materials including library books. Officials are on high alert for possible threats ahead of Tuesday's election. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency released a statement Monday announcing the launch of an election situational awareness room to monitor the elections in more than 30 states. CISA emphasized that while they are preparing for any security issues, there is no specific credible threat to election infrastructure. Security efforts around U.S. elections have been ramped up since 2016, when Russian bad actors went after voting infrastructure across the country. I'm Mark Mayfield. Texas voters are casting ballots today on eight amendments to the state constitution. Proposition 1 would allow charitable raffles at rodeos. Prop 2 dealing with taxes for county infrastructure. Prop 3 would bar the state from shutting down churches during a pandemic. Prop 4 would alter eligibility requirements for judges on certain state courts. Prop 5 would deal with misconduct of judicial candidates. Prop 6 allows the designation of an essential caregiver. Prop 7 would require property tax exemptions for bereaved elders. And Prop 8 would do the same for families of military members killed in the line of duty. And some San Antonio voters will have to visit the polls twice today. Voters will have to separately cast their vote in the state's eight proposed constitutional amendment election and then in a special runoff for the hotly contested Texas House District 118 seat. Governor Abbott didn't announce the date for the runoff election until October 11th, which didn't allow enough time for election officials to include the runoff election on the same ballot as the statewide election. The special runoff election for Texas House District 18 has two candidates, Republican John Lujan and Democrat Frank Ramirez. The Democratic-leaning seat was vacated earlier this year by former state representative Leo Pacheco. San Antonio residents will vote next year for the biggest education bond in the city's history. The proposed bond issue calls for more than a billion dollars to make necessary changes at SAISD schools. Parents, teachers, and community members have been sounding off on how the money should be spent. They attended a meeting Monday night that was the seventh of a series of 12. The funds are tentatively allocated to cover renovations at three dozen schools, improve security, and replace antiquated air conditioning systems. The southeast side of San Antonio could get a new police substation as part of the city's 2022 bond program. District 3 has no police substation of its own, and officers from the South and East substation serve the area using I-37 as their boundary. 
The project list for the 2022 bond program includes a $19 million layout for a new SAPD substation in the district. Voters in Austin will head to the polls today on what is seen as a test of the defund the police movement. There is a push to set a minimum staffing ratio for the city's police department. Bringing staffing levels to where they were before the city of Austin decided to defund the police. That's Joelle McNew, who heads the group Safe Horns. She says crime in Austin has skyrocketed since the city cut one-third of the police budget. San Antonio police are investing investigating a drive-by shooting that wounded three people on the west side Monday night. Officers responded about 9.40 p.m. to the reported shooting on West Laurel Street near South Zarzamora. Investigators say a driver stopped in the road and fired shots, wounding two men and a woman. All three victims were hospitalized. The woman is in critical condition. The suspect drove away after shooting, and police say they don't have a description of the car or of the driver. An argument ended with violence at a northeast side home. Ken's TV is reporting that a woman shot her husband at their home on Donnelly Place when he returned from a bar. The couple had been arguing throughout the day, and the husband eventually left. When he returned home around 1 a.m. Tuesday, his wife pointed a gun at him and asked him where he wanted to be shot. She pulled the trigger, shooting him in the leg. The man is at Brook Army Medical Center in stable condition, while his wife is in jail, being held on a charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. San Antonio police were called to a northeast side neighborhood Tuesday morning where a man wearing a costume was hit by a car. It was just after 6 a.m. when officers were told that a man dressed in a Fred Flintstone costume was walking on O'Connor Road near I-35 and swinging a big stick at passing cars. It was still dark outside and a driver in one of the vehicles wasn't able to avoid hitting the man. The driver stopped to help but the man died at the scene. The man's identity hasn't been released and the driver who hit him will not be charged. A bond hearing is scheduled for Friday for the Houston woman accused of abandoning her three kids and being involved in the death of a fourth. Gloria Williams is accused of injury to a child by omission and tampering with evidence. She was arrested last month after the boys were found living alone inside an apartment with the remains of the fourth child. Her boyfriend, Brian Coulter, is accused of beating the boy to death. In a court hearing Monday, Williams' bond was set at $900,000. Her court-appointed attorney says that's too high, and the prosecution says it's not enough. A man is awaiting sentencing after a Bear County jury found him guilty Monday in the 2017 death of an 11-month-old boy. Miguel Gutierrez was reportedly babysitting the boy for his mother, Selena Moya, at a home on North San Ignacio in November 2017. San Antonio Fire and EMS paramedics responded when the baby was found unresponsive. They testified that they found bruises on the boy's torso and the words thug life written on his stomach. Gutierrez could be sentenced to life in prison for the child's death. Bear County deputies are investigating after a train hit and killed a man on the northeast side Monday afternoon. Investigators say the man was walking along the tracks near Miller Road shortly after 3 p.m. when the train hit him. Emergency crews performed CPR but were unable to save his life. Several thousand of the nation's most popular electric vehicles are subject to a recall. Almost 3,000 Tesla vehicles are subject to a recall because of the possibility that fasteners in their front suspensions could loosen. That would loosen the steering wheel and make the car more difficult to control. The recall covers Model Y vehicles from the 2020 and 21 model years and 2019 through 2021 Model 3s. Recall letters will be mailed out in late December, but owners can use their vehicle's VIN number to check a database on the Tesla website. Tesla service will tighten or replace the fasteners at no cost. That's correspondent Brian Clark. CPS Energy has a new interim president and CEO. The Utilities Board of Trustees voted Monday to appoint Rudy DeGarza to the position after Paula Gold-Williams announced her departure last month. 
Garza has been with CPS since 2012 and brings 25 years of experience in the electric and natural gas industry with him. His appointment takes effect next Monday. Some good Black Friday deals are coming up. Another retailer is getting an early start on Black Friday. Target has released a slew of deals dubbed Holiday Best. Among the discounted items are Beats Solo wireless headphones, which have been slashed to less than 100 bucks. The retailer also cut the price of one HP laptop and LOL surprise dolls for the little girl on your list. That's correspondent Diane King Hall. Duncan is ready to move past the spooky season and into the holiday season. The donut and coffee giant revealed a full lineup of new and returning seasonal beverages on Monday, including the popular peppermint mocha signature latte. Among the new drinks include the toasted white chocolate signature latte and white mocha hot chocolate. The menu, along with new holiday cups, will launch on Wednesday. There will also be a special in-store program to support the Duncan Joy in Childhood Foundation. I'm Matt Mattinson. The Masked Singer reality TV show is planning a stop in San Antonio next year as part of its first-ever North American tour. The competition involves disguised celebrities singing while judges and audience members try to figure out who's behind the mask. The show is planning a performance at the Tobin Center for the Performing Arts on July 12th. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. KTSA AccuWeather. Areas of low clouds and patchy fog to start otherwise times of sun and clouds today and still warm, high 80 Partly cloudy this evening, then becoming cloudy later tonight, though 64. Rather cloudy and cooler tomorrow with some showers and a thunderstorm, especially in the afternoon, high 72, much cooler Thursday. I'm meteorologist Joe Lundberg with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. And I'm Katie Barber. Good news around the clock at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And news anytime online at KTSA.com.